Well, shall we begin? Hey there, folks. We have reached the end of the year and the end of our ninth season. So I hope everyone is sitting comfortably. Have your favorite plate of Christmas cookies out for Santa Claus and his favorite cold cold one. Let's roll that intro. Get into it. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. So, if you remember at the beginning of this year, we all sat around this table and we shared our photographic and personal plans for the new year. So, we have successfully managed to drag our good friend, John Meadows, out of podcast retirement to rejoin us because we couldn't do this episode without him. So, welcome back, uh, co-founding host emeritus John Meadows to the roundtable. And let's get into it. I mean, this year probably didn't go the way anyone expected it to. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. But that doesn't mean it wasn't bad. So I was supposed to go and listen to our very first episode again, take notes of what everyone's um, goals were so that I could quiz everyone. But we have an Office Monopoly game going on right now, and it is getting pretty intense. So that's what most of much, much of my workday was all about, um, helping sow chaos, because you don't play Monopoly to win. You play it to cause as much chaos as possible. So, James, what about your photographic goals? Um, did you no. make them? Was no. it complicated? Um... Well, I, I made some of them. I um <clears throat> I didn't obviously, you know, and it, it unfortunately goes without saying every year. I always plan to do a lot more shooting than I actually accomplish because, you know, that's life with a with a, a now teenager, um, you know, and other responsibilities like paying bills and that sort of thing. However, that said, um, I did uh, get a chance to go to L.A. again this year and um, I went to uh uh, go visit our our good friends at Freestyle Photo. Um, tried to hook up with uh, Andre Dominguez from Cinestill, but um, uh, he was, um, you know, as he usually is, perpetually ill or injured. Um, so the timing, unfortunately, didn't work out. But that said, I got to try quite a few new films. Um, and um, I would say probably the highlight photography-wise for me this year was um, exploring 510 Pyro and um, 510 Pyro is now my kind of go-to developer. Like uh, um, it, <laughs> I, I don't know what other way to put it. And, you know, that shit just works. You know, it's like, uh, you know, that old lady that puts the Frank's Red Hot stuff on everything. And, you know, I put that shit on everything. Well, that's what 510 Pyro is for me. I put that, I, I put everything in that shit. Um, so, um yeah it's just uh i found i it just handles you know highlights and shadows really really well multiple exposures you know troublesome high contrast scenes and that sort of thing so it was really fun working um with that new developer and trying various different films out of it uh, or with it and um just overall really happy with the results even with some expired um uh, t-max 400 which i was uh kind of unsure how it was going to turn out. Uh, it was a little crunchy and a little bit, you know, a little bit 
kind of less contrasty, but I think that has more to do with the film. But certainly, um, it seems to, 510 Pyro seem to work really well um, with expired films um, as well. So um, I did manage to whittle down my uh, collection of cameras uh, quite a bit. Um, so I am now focusing on, you know, just shooting a handful of cameras rather than, you know, a whole room full of them, um, which I found has made my um, photography a little bit more consistent because I, I found myself primarily shooting um, with a six by seven uh, format um, and, you know, especially for, you know, printing in the dark room and that sort of thing, you know, it's an eight by 10 aspect ratio. So um, just learning um, or not really learning, but getting used to composing in the same format I found was quite helpful. Um, so, you know, if anyone's kind of working on uh, sort of refining their composition skills, that might not be a bad idea is to, you know, pick a format for three months or, you know, each quarter of the year or half the year or whatever, whatever, you know, turns your crank, do it for the whole year, just shoot a particular um, aspect ratio that, you know, isn't your typical two by three um, and kind of work with that. I know we did something with Dan Novak a few years back with the six by six, um, which was uh, really cool. And that was, I think, done with the, the caveat there was it had to be done with the, with at least with a TLR, but, you know, whatever square format you have um, or, you know, anything, uh, you know, even six by eight, six by nine, whatever format, pick one and kind of run with it and, and work on refining that. Because I think it helps you, it'll help you compose better going forward as well. So overall, not a bad year. Health-wise, I made quite a few good strides. I think we had talked a little bit last year. I was um, had some health concerns. Um, I had some great news uh, about a week and a half ago from my cardiologist who said, you're now fired. You no longer need a cardiologist. So so that was really uh, good news for me. So that's uh, awesome. Am, news. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy for that. So zero cor coronary artery disease. Everything was kind of a big false alarm, but also some really good motivation to, uh, you know, adopt a healthier lifestyle, which for the most part, I've kind of maintained. I've had a few slips here and there, you know, that come in the form of um, malt beverage. But uh, what can you do? That's life. You got to have a little bit of fun. Nice. And how about you, John? Okay, well, first of all, great to be back. Uh, and I say hi to everyone. Uh, let's see. If I recall correctly, I had three or four uh, goals in that episode. I'll start off with the ones which, uh, well, there's the one which went absolutely nowhere, and that was cyanotype printing, but there's always next year. Um, one project I'm about two-thirds done was printing off the photo album at the actual prints for my... Uh, only Cafe Portrait Series, which basically I think everyone um, in uh, sitting around the mics tonight it will be in that. Uh, I just have to finish mounting all the uh, the prints, the book, so I'll get that done early in the uh, the new year. Um, the photo album of monthly like like snapshot size prints of my ongoing work went sort of absolutely nowhere. Um, after about maybe two or three pages. But the project that did keep me going this year um, is uh, inspired by one of my photography friends. Um, I decided to do a 365 challenge. So that's basically coming up with a picture of some kind every day, seven days a week, no excuses. And um, let's see, it's December the 12th and I have not missed a day. So I'm, uh, you know, 
what, 18, 19, 19 days left to go. And uh, at this point, I get paranoid that I'll, you know, I'll wake up at 1201 and realize I've forgotten or something. And like some of the pictures are better than others. I sort of treat it like a, a photographic sketchbook or diary. Um, the technology is not important. There are a lot of iPhone shots in the project, but was it what is important is the discipline and forcing yourself to find something. And there's some days like uh, when I've been in indoor macro mode where I just don't feel like going outside or you try and take a picture of the cat. I think I've only broken down and done one self-portrait, maybe, maybe two. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's fun and uh, I think it's something I'll be proud of once I, once I, get, once I get through it. So like I said, uh, 18 days, 19 days left and huh, but I'm not going to keep it going next year. I'm probably going to take January 1st off because it's the kind of, pro it's one thing to do a, a challenge like that, but I don't want it to be a life sentence. But so 2023 will be, uh, will be good for that, that project. Nice. Yeah. 365 projects are tough trying to find that inspiration every day, but thank goodness for these things. You have a camera in your pocket all the time. They're, they're amazing technology compared to, let's say, the brownie Hawkeyes that our <laughs> parents and grandparents had to use. Or Instamatics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 365 and to, to be consistent, wow, I commend you. I do not have that fortitude. I wish I, I, wish I could do 30 days for crying out loud. <laughs> I think I ran a month and a half and I ran out of steam. I, I think it was like a week after. It's like, Oh shit! I was supposed to do a 365. Oh well, that ship sailed. <laughs> I, I think the important thing in a project like that, though, is to realize that not every picture is going to be something you print and hang on a wall. Mm. Oh, very true. It, it's just a lot of it's just if it's a quick snapshot, um, that's fine. It might give you ideas for re-exploring topics later on. So the thing is not to put pressure on yourself. For the quality of each image, the, the thing is just to shoot, shoot, shoot. I tried yeah, exactly. to do a 365 one year. Uh, I did the whole thing on, well, I didn't do it, but <laughs> I started it on um, Instant Film, Instax Wide, actually. And it was a series, uh, only self-portraits that I was doing because it was the last year before I turned 40. So I kind of wanted to see how like maybe my mood or feelings or whatever would change throughout the year. Um, and I made it six months. <laughs> That's it. But I have a box of self-portraits. You can probably find something to do with them later. Maybe. And how about you, Jess? How how much of a dent did you put in that uh, developing uh, backlog? Okay, well, I'm going to start off with the, the good stuff. Um, because I remember uh, saying that I kind of wanted to do a little bit of what James wanted to do, was start getting into shape, taking care of myself physically and mentally, and kind of putting a bit of priority on that. And I can't quite say I did great at <laughs> that, but I definitely started hiking a lot more. I bought myself a national park pass. So I have lots of reasons to get out there. Uh, if I can't get out into my own woods for whatever reason, then there's lots of other areas that I can go and explore. So I have been at least not like getting worse. <laughs> so I'll count that as a win. <laughs> I didn't get any worse. Um, and I mean, farm work does help to keep me a little strong, at least physically, um, mentally, maybe a little less, <laughs> but that's doing all right too. This year has been pretty good for that. Otherwise, my prediction 
at the <laughs> at the end of the episode last last year or at the beginning was that I wouldn't actually get any of my stuff done. And um, yeah, I was right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tried to keep things simple. Um, stuff like focusing on four by five was one of them. I have not done anything with the four by five yet in 2023 there's still a few days so we'll see but um yeah um traveling more that <laughs> that just spectacularly failed um the farm just really took over this year uh it took us for the ringer <laughs> this time and so there was no traveling not even like a beach day off or anything um we managed but we did manage in the fall to get out hiking a little bit more which is what i was talking about a little earlier so at least I did get to get out a little bit just not quite to the extent that I was really hoping to be able to get out and clearing my backlog I did make a little dent I did actually get some of it done so everything that was c41 just regular process not uh, not push processing just the regular stuff I shipped it all off to a lab and had them do it for me because I am too lazy to learn C41 right now and I have the kit and everything. So maybe that could be a goal for 2024. I could start my list for next year already. Um, but I did not definitely clear the whole thing and I do still have some black and white to take care of as well, but it's, it's a lot of like the one-off roles. So like a film I'll have pushed to like eight, like HP five pushed 800 and I have one roll of that or like one roll of something else. And so I find that once I start hitting the part of like only developing one roll at a time, I really slow down. So I did not clear up the backlog. Uh, but, but like I said, I got some of it done. Um, and, <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to do was to get everything started in January. No, no. January was PJs and hot chocolate and movies. <laughs> but but I consider that taking care of that. myself mentally. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was a pretty spectacular fail, but uh, you know I can laugh about it. So. Well, you really can do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. I really shouldn't make resolutions. Um, I just. <laughs> I always have the best intentions. I always, always want to get going and I'm excited and I'm ready to do it. And then I put too much on my plate and then I just don't. Life happens. It does. Life does happen. And it, it was it was something this year, we'll say. And speaking of life happening, Brother Bill. Oh man, this has been a this weird. This year threw you a real big curveball and not in a good way. No. Um, for those who haven't been listening for a while, or at least didn't listen this past uh i'd say late spring into summer uh my mom passed in late may uh she was 85 at the time um basically alzheimer's and a few other comorbidities got her so any grand plans well that you know again i was sort of in elder care mode up until then she was in an assisted living facility here in oakville and you know may was her time to leave so now then it was like welcome to the wonderful world of being a co-executor and i'm now in a total like purge and pack mode at the family house so i had a dark room at the family house and it was really weird going to burlington camera today get a roll of film processed and going to the basement where all the enlargers were kept and seeing my old devere it just felt strange but again it's sort of like a 90 
Oh God, moving with camera gear and darkroom that should almost be an episode in its own right. So it's like 98, 97% of my camera collections at my brother's place, save for a few bodies and a Mamiya C220 at Joanne's. And I just packed up stuff like literally uh, like holiday print exchanges. That's not happening because all the prints are packed away in boxes and they're all shoved into closets because we got to get the house ready for staging for sale mid-January. Yeah, so this time, 2024, I will be safely ensconced in my new place in the city, and it'll all be good. Uh, I'm not going to make any resolutions. That's a fool's errand in this day and age. It's just like, it's just sad. It's like I had great intentions, and then bed called, and Coco, and streaming services. <laughs> and she's nodding <laughs> but yeah uh that said i have been shooting a fair bit with my rolly 35s of late, and i've been loving what i've been getting out of them like these tiny again for those who don't know what rolly 35s are they're little tiny compact zone focused cameras with 40 millimeter fixed lenses utterly absurd but man do they deliver great photos <laughs> so i've been sort of packing that as like a second body on photo walks because it's well, so damn compact. Why not? So if I'm shooting black and white on something, well, the body, the second body will be color. No there big deal. And off you go. Uh, so I've been doing that. Uh, I do miss printing, but there will be a new and larger in my life. Uh, I haven't gotten rid of the timer, the trays, and all the other bits and pieces. It's just the enlarger. So that will where i wind up will determine what kind of enlarger i get and i've sort of thrown that out to the toronto film shooters going yeah i'm going from large space to much smaller space talk to andre dominguez i think he has put together a sort of a dark room on a cart i'm leaning towards that direction and i don't know this year was sort of like yeah i got a few neat things like stuff like you know hell i start spending the inheritance and keep the economy going so i wound up with in into the nikon rangefinder system which was really cool and um and i found a decent example of my grail camera the nikon fm3a it took to buying a second body because the first one the meter was just lazy well, well two two repair techs said it was unfixable so which is a shame because the shutter's still great <laughs> it's just well, there you go. a meter if the shutter on the other one ever goes, you got one that works. There you go. Exactly. So I got a parts body. Um, but, you know, it's like, it is what it is. It's it, it's it, it, it's not one of those banner years. So you, know, you smile, you nod. And again, in my case, mom, she, uh, again, with her basically Alzheimer's, I was sort of mourning along the way. So in the end, her, her departure was a, in some ways a great relief. Now it's more like I'm cursing both her and my dad because they kept so much stuff. But I do have one project for next year and it's going through old photos. Because nice. I, I had, I cracked open my grandmother's trunk because they're worthless. Uh, but we I kept the photos and family documents. And I found stuff that my granddad shot in france during the first world war that's cool okay, i mean these are, are amazing prints you are going to want to get in touch with the canadian war museum about those they would love to keep those safe and secure i think i'm going to 
lean towards that because even I found stuff from my uncle Alan who served with the Canadian Navy during the Second World War. Yeah. It's just will, stuff. Like it's like I will I, I will keep... get you a contact. I will reach out to a friend who works in Ottawa. Well, I actually have two friends who work in Ottawa, one at a museum, one with the um artillery. Yeah, because it's one thing I I want copies made. <clears throat> like decent copies made because it's like yeah i think the original should be in a museum context like i even got my granddad's discharge papers in frame there you go and i had one antiques guy look at it it's like i have never seen one of these in such great shape don't ever give it away no discharge papers keep oh yeah but i think those photos those. i want i want decent copies made i keep the copies the originals should be in a museum environment, like for sure. But I got to get to my new place, settled in. Then I can crack the box open and then slowly go through it. There we go. On project though. Oh, that oh I know. Like I have a project. photo album that my granddad, he was a member of a fishing club in Montreal. He and his buddies would go up to Algonquin Park. And oh, I have nice. photos of Algonquin with them in Algonquin Park. And it's just like... I think I learned more about my granddad in one afternoon. And then he, I think even he was into photography. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it came from somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I did get the entire Oakville project written before I went on par parental leave. So that's been slowly going up on a weekly basis. Mm. Um, the one thing I did not end up doing with it was turning it into a book. I just didn't feel it just wasn't there it's like yeah whatever it can stay a online project only i still got all the uh negatives so they'll be fine that was that was a lot of fun um just being able to take a single photo and being able to expand it into a paragraph or two um yeah it, so that's going to end in a end in a few weeks also um did i avoid buying cameras <laughs> yes I can honestly say I did. Um, did I gain more cameras? Yes. Yes, I did. Because people send me stuff. <laughs> but I did get rid of a few things. Um, I did sell off my Hasselblad kit. Um, I ended up turning it into Burlington camera with two lenses, three backs, waist level finder, and an angle finder. And I got enough money to buy a... I don't need this lens, but I want it lens. A uh, 14 millimeter f 2.8 for the Nikon F system. Cool. Um, absolutely beautiful. If you want to use it on Sunday, James, I can bring it along and you can throw it onto your F6. Ooh, okay. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. As we will be um, getting together very soon. The host only walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we need to send um, some airline tickets to uh, Jess to uh, get down here. I know. I'm sorry. Um, Hamilton Airport's nearby. Lots of beer. The beer is good there. Yeah. I recently got, I really don't need, but I have, but I want lens on water. And that's the uh, Voigtlander 40 millimeter F2 Ultron SL. Nice. F mount. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I've never, I've never. What's the SL moniker? I'm not sure what it is. 
Like I've seen results of various iterations of this lens <laughs> over the years. It's sharp as all get out. It's got an aspherical element in it. And it's like, oh, those are nice. Sometimes, sometimes, and I'm sounding like Nigel Tufnell from like Spinal Tap here, but sometimes you need something that's wider than 50, but slightly narrower than 35. So, no, I, I, I like, I think 40 is a, is a pretty ideal focal length, actually. I do like the 42.8 pancake in the EF. Mm. The sweet little lens. Yeah, the uh, so, Olympus. Uh, Olympus. Where I know the SP thirty five had a forty. Yep, and did, the uh, RC. Did the trips have them as well. Mm? Do the trips have forties or fifties? I think they have four. Oh, Was it forty two? Forty two. Yes. Yeah. 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 I knew Canonets had forty seven or something. Yeah. I knew Canonets have forty. Uh, millimeter lenses i love that and i kind of sort of miss it in some regards it's, it's slightly just a little bit less distortion than a 35 i find but like perfect for street photography that, mm -hmm. and i think that you know i mean there's not too much difference between a 35 and a 40 but i think around the 40 really kind of nails it for like the street photography kind of you know reportage kind of perspective on on taking photos so yeah Probably the biggest difference between the two is the price most people will you pay through mm -hmm. the nose for 35 millimeter lenses well it's, it's sure. that... canon fd mount ones these days 35 f2s because cinematographers discovered them oh yeah, oh, yeah. the well, then, course, crowd the sumicron yeah. 35 is also a very popular yet expensive choice you know I, the I got one, sharpness i got one lens this year it's a bit off topic because it's <clears> not for a film camera uh, and I don't use it all that often, but I'm still happy I got it because it's it's so weird. It's I got the this four millimeter f two point eight fisheye, nice uh, circular circular pictures, and it has an angle of view of two hundred and twenty or two hundred and twenty five degrees. <laughs> so it, think that through and sort of think about what that means. So your ass shows up in the photo. Yeah, <laughs> my gut certainly does if I'm not careful. It shoots in the past. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. and it's 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 a lot of fun just to have you know lenses like that that are completely impractical, but oh. you just you just you know get them out every now and then and have fun with them. I hear you. Absolutely. I I have a a fourteen twenty four. You know the the wide part of the Holy Grail, mm -hmm. um, the Nikon Holy Grail that is, uh, and I've I I've used it. I can probably count on both hands how many times I've used it, and I've probably owned it for 12 years but there's some really cool stuff you can do with it oh yeah and oh, it's no. the same with the 14 2.8 it's like it's not a lens you need it was a lens designed to give crop sensor digital bodies right. that 21 millimeter yeah. focal length and that's what it's for but it's really cool on a full frame oh, yeah. you can do some really cool stuff with it with with that focal length for sure oh yeah uh -huh. one of the but, chinese companies has released a lens and i'm really starting to get gear lust for it but i just trying to avoid it I, i'm not sure if it's seven artisans or tt artisans a i believe it full frame nine millimeter rectilinear wide angle lens Ooh. that is so wide how did they come up with that design i wonder that's it, it's just like i thought my my back when i got my voigtlander 15 i thought that was a wide lens hmm. But nine that yeah, might I, almost be too much. Yeah, that was I. I think I shot with that at one of our uh, challenges. I think I brought it along. Yeah, yeah, very cool. 
Yeah, Seven Artisans. They're an interesting company. Them and so TP Artisans. Has anyone shot the Legacy 200 yet? No, no mm. Phoenix, sorry. Armin Phoenix. Not yet. I'm waiting I've got till, four uh, rolls sitting in my fridge. I'm going to probably do them over the Christmas holidays. I'm waiting for Brighter brighter Sun. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll do a lot better. It's I just will. sort of, I think Harmon kind of, with their timing in the Northern Hemisphere at least, it's like, it's November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's probably worse in the UK than here, because I think the sun sets at around 3.30. Mm, yeah. So, well, you know. We'll just have to wait patiently. We'll have sunnier skies in January. Let's hope. Well, after um, last January, which was pretty bad. Oh, God. This December has been pretty bad. Like, uh, I shot a roll of Loma Metropolis 400 through one of my Rolly 35s. I'm just starting to scan. And it was like, my God, this film captures the mood just perfectly. <laughs> it's quite a nice film, actually. It is. I, like I, it. I shot it once in 120 and I was sort of yeah. meh, but 35 mil, I'm kind of like, I'm digging this sort of weird kind of like I shot it sort of sort of like that start on platform three in the Oakville Go Station and then work my way into the city kind of deal. And Some of it's uh, for the our listening viewers is up on my Flickr feed already and you just have to look for it. Uh, and I, again, it's like because of its latitude, you can get away with sunny 16 way with, you know, and again, a roll, most Rolly 35s are getting on for 50 years old. The meter is maybe it'll still work. Well, it's got a very interesting palette too, right? Mm -hmm. So the palette, oh, I know. it's very muted. So it's it's pretty forgiving from that that perspective, I think. Oh, so I know. It's like, I, didn't, I don't, color correction, don't have to worry about that. It's just more like. Oh, you don't color dark, correct it. Lighten it up. Yeah, but Rob, me, yeah, it, it likes it. It needs to be hardscape though for me. I I don't really wouldn't shoot any that nature photographs with it. You know, no, I, I oh, it can be fun in nature though. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's um, it surprised me because I did a video for my channel. Uh, I think it was a year ago, and I compared the three Lomochrome films, so the turquoise, the purple, and the Metropolis. And I tried to do like different scenes. So I did some city stuff, which I don't do very often. Um, and then I did also some more like nature stuff. And I was actually really surprised at how much I like the metropolis and the nature. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah. I will give it a try then. But again, for urban work, I really do love it. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the stuff I've done so far scanning, I'm like, ooh, this is nice. And it's I think the, really other nice film, the other film I tried out again i kind of held on to it because it was sort of like released this time last year uh is the atlanta film company's euphoric 100 and unlike most other people who got a cross-processed in ecn2 i just did it as a straight ahead slide film and it was like hello we got ourselves a winner here because we all know what slide film costs these days and having a lower cost alternative a good thing Totally. Mm -hmm. So does anyone have any resolutions for this year? Or next year, I guess? <laughs> Get through anyone... my year of chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm halfway through. 
Well, I'm going to be a part of the Frugal Film Project again, and this mm-hmm. year I'm for 2024. I'm going to be shooting Arista Edu Ultra 200, which is rebadged Fomapan 200, which is a film that I have never really gotten along with. So hopefully, between some of the more exotic developers that I like to use, like Diafine, 510 Pyro, um, various Adox ones like Atomall 49, HR Dev. Um, I can I can finally start to sort of dial in, and uh, um, also uh, Compard R09 Special or Agfestudianol. I can really start to dial in and see what I can create with that in 35 millimeter. I'm also going to be shooting a Canon, um, an EOS 3000 with either the 28 to 80 um, kit zoom lens or the 518. So I had a lot of fun last year with. Uh, with the frugal film project um still a bit jarring it's like oh wait no i've i've shot my role for the month i'm i'm done okay <laughs> yeah i'm back on frugal film project as well i switched out i had to switch out my nickermat ftn for my nickermat ft3 because the ftn had some issues and sadly uh, it's still at the shop more i had to go back it's like the shutter was good but the shutter speeds the readout was misaligned in the viewfinder compared to on the bar- uh, the lens barrel where the shutter you change the sh- shutter speed. So it was like I have to go back. Tell them please proofread your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nikomat FT three. Uh, I've got the lens kit for it, and then it comes down to what film am I going to use? I'm hemming and hawing between sticking with Kentmere four hundred or going with Fomapan four hundred. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. next year for me is going to be a large format year. Nice. I am going to cool. probably, well, I'm going to try to do about 15 to 20 sheets a month. Amazing. Nice. Oh, wow. So you yeah. still got that box of um, X-Film 82? I do. Fantastic. 510 Pyro. Shoot it at 80. Use yeah. the FOMO 100 times. Cool. And I am I am thinking about going to get a new mirrorless camera. Ooh. So I'm not sure what I'm going to get, but um, possibly a Z6. Um, I had a chance on Sunday to hold the latest model. Oh, yeah. One of them, I think, it's the, I think they're about 2500 bucks. It's a very, very nice, nice camera. All the controls are analog. It basically... Looks feel looks and feels like a like an F three. The ZF you're talking about, yes, yeah. I was looking at that as yeah. well. So that might Those are nice. That might be the route I go. I was getting gear lost. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I I I've been, you know, I it's just something that you know nothing against uh, film photography. It's not not meant to be a competition. It's just meant to you know sort of enhance. Um, you know, or I shouldn't say enhance. It's really I don't take enough film photos for you know family moments and mm-hmm. and vacations and trips and things like that because I really like to shoot large format and medium format gear. So you know, bringing that with me can be problematic when you're traveling. Mm. So it's really it's really primarily for a travel system. So um, you know, and I think you know it's it's really a matter of what's more important picking the gear or capturing the memories right exactly. oh exactly. capturing the memories hands down yeah like, i i i'm sort my, of like my phone that's... has been 
my camera of choice, especially just around the house. Like the six months I spent at home with uh with my son, like this was out more than my D seven fifty. Oh yeah. It's just convenient, right? I mean it's oh. when when you're and you in, can print when the you're images. in a moment, yeah. You, just, you don't want to be fumbling for gear. No. No. You know, like in, in photography, like I mean, a lot of it is you wanna especially when it's personal, you wanna experience it and capture it as best you can. And, you know, I find like that's a difference. I had to really train myself to think differently because I spent so many years shooting for other people. And when you're when you're being paid to capture moments, if you if you're in the moment, you've missed it. Right. So um, and it really is was was a bit of a a mindset change for me because I was just so conditioned to, you know, capture the moment rather than participating in it. And then it got worse when I, you know, primarily started shooting film for my personal stuff, um, you know, because film is, you know, it's a little bit more finicky. I, you know, I, I tend to take a little bit longer to, you know, to, I shouldn't say take longer, but I take a little bit more care in exposure and that sort of thing. And, um, and often when I'm, because I'm doing that for, for the way I shoot, I often, <laughs> I fail on both things, fail to capture the moment and experience it. So, um, hopefully that will change you know it, it is pretty significant a pretty significant investment or expense um so i'll i'll i'll, I'll tread lightly but um, probably just you know look at something very simple for for that purpose but more That's importantly i want to i want to capture bigger negatives next year nice yeah mm. yeah i have a bunch of uh four by five film that i want to uh shoot through uh shoot through next year also so me yeah. too Plus, you know, Adox brought back CHS 102 and 120, so super happy yeah. about that. I'm going to try and get some once I've completed my move. Nice. Because now, that CHS 102 needs to be put through a rolly flex. You know it. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been, we've been talking a lot about, you know, buying things, getting stuff for ourselves. But if you do have photographers on your on your list if you're going shopping on the 22nd when you're listening to this episode you probably won't be able to find what you're looking for unless you have amazon prime but what are some good simple gifts for those photographers on your list camera bags mm. because like we've got to lug this stuff around somehow yeah hey film makes a great stocking stuffer oh you can't go wrong with that either and and with the new films that have come out and uh, uh, this year alone, so you know, hey, I was just talking. I was but, just talking with Joan this morning. She's ordering more Phoenix two hundred. There you go. Nice. Any film photographer would be, uh, you know, I would bet dollars to donuts would be overjoyed to pull a couple rolls of film out of their stocking as opposed to another camera. Yeah, mm. I just I included my um. Secret Santa match um, had just started with 120, with just started with medium format. So I just sent, I just loaded a whole bunch of 120 film that are one off that I know I'll never get able to shoot. Just put it in the box. I did send two fresh rolls of Ketmir 100. Nice. You could always put a camera store gift card in someone's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let them choose. Yeah. You could also do stuff like, um, like a stocking stuffed with like 
cable release, uh, shutter release cable, uh, mm-hmm. ba- spare batteries, um, even gloves, photographer gloves. Yeah. If you live in cold <laughs> climates, those could be handy. Or like those little hot pocket things that you can like slip inside your gloves to keep your hands warm. Um, and that can also help keep your lenses or camera bodies warm too, if you need that. <laughs> Um, you know, all kinds of like little things like that, I think are things that we don't think to buy ourselves necessarily lens cleaning cloths. Um, you can never have too many of these because I, I have got like a few different bags. Yes. Memory cards, memory Um, cards, absolutely storage. Yeah. And even like, uh, little film cases, like a Japan camera hunter had made some, there's like Kodak ones and there's all kinds of different, uh, companies that make those as well now. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are all things that you don't necessarily think to have. And if you're someone like me who has like a few different bags to keep specific gear in each bag, then it's kind of a pain to think like to have that mental checklist. Okay. Did I move everything from this bag to that bag? And so you can never have too much accessories. Oh, yeah. And even as photographers, um, giving like photo albums or photo books of of family memories is great. I I always make sure that I have a running folder on my Google Drive that I then send to um, my my brother-in-law and his wife because they put together a Christmas calendar of for um, for my mother-in-law. So I always make sure that that gets stocked up with tons of photos, not just of family events, but from stuff I do with my little family here. Absolutely. And important that like, you know, it's the thought that that counts. And I mean, Mm -hmm. like what is more thoughtful than giving somebody your work Mm -hmm. um, that, that, you know, has something to do with them. You know, it's really what, what it's all about. It's, you know, especially now with, you know, times are tough for a lot of people and, Mm -hmm. Stuff is not getting any cheaper. Uh, you know, give something that'll last forever, right? You know, give give them a perspective on on your friendship, relationship, whatever you yeah. have with that person. And um, yeah, and the other thing, of course, too, like like Jess said, supplies. I would love to get a a new pack of you know print files and negative holders because you go through those things, right? And, you know, like I would be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go to the store and buy them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, binders too. Binders yeah. could be good. Oh, binders. I always look for pre-loved binders, like stuff that like my oh. brother had notes from accounting school in the 1990s. He's not going to use that anywhere again. So I was like, <laughs> notes get go into the blue box. I've got a binder. They're the pop-up shop at Sheridan. And um it's people can donate office supplies to it. So nice. near the end of end of the year, I always wander down, find a nice big binder and Pick it up. Doesn't have to be used for work. Can be used for anyone. Yeah, there you go. And depending on where you are too, and who you might know, or what local artists might be around, not just giving your work, but you can also, if you have the money, uh, buy other people's work to give as well. Sometimes oh, some lesser known photographers, uh, friends, whoever. Um, I think any time that we can share work, who who is it? Whoever it is, if it's someone we admire, if it's our own whatever um i think sharing work is probably the the most meaningful also you know buying somebody a gift certificate for a photographer yep for a portrait session you know family session whatever anything or even help them towards getting a local parks pass yes right there's lots you can do yes it doesn't always have to be a new camera it can be 
It can be if you want, (laughs) but it doesn't have to be. That's what the gift certificates are for. Exactly. Right. You can get them part of the way. I actually didn't get any new cameras this year for the first time in many years. Um, Well, okay. I I should say I didn't buy any new cameras. Uh, The only new camera I got was for my birthday. It was a gift from my uh, in-laws. They gave me a Polaroid Now Plus. So that was pretty cool. Um, But otherwise, I did not actually buy any new cameras, and I'm even planning on thinning the herd next year, and I've got some already boxed up and ready to move. Awesome. (laughs) Well, folks, I think that wraps it up for this year. Um, From all of us to all of you, my name's Alex Oaks. All the best of the season. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. However you celebrate or don't celebrate, shoot what you love, with what you love, on what you love. You're here. Well said. This is James Lee. Remember, you know, photography is um, important at a few times in your life, births, weddings, and funerals. So remember to capture those uh, memories as often and as consistently as you can. Um, You know, give the gift of reliving an incredible experience to people that you love. That's what photography is all about, freezing those moments in time. Uh, And you know what? Be good to each other. Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate at this time of the year. Um, I wish you all the best. I hope you uh, um, get something that you're looking forward to and trying something new next year. Uh, this is John Meadows. Uh, again, I hope you have a great, uh, great holiday season, uh, regardless of what flavor you use. And one thing to remember is that uh, January 1st is not a lens or a fine grain film. You don't have to worry about resolution. <laughs> it's like he never left. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Well, this is Jess Hobbs. Um, if you're at all like me and resolutions don't work, <laughs> just forget them. Throw them out the window. Pick up your cameras instead and go out and shoot and enjoy yourself. Have fun. Uh hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. And most of all, just be kind to each other. And it's Bill Smith, saving the best for last. (laughs) It's been a weird year, uh, more so for some than others. Um, You know, resolutions, consider them at best guidelines. It's okay not to achieve them. Just pick up that camera and go go out and take pictures and look after yourself, look after those you love, and uh, all the best for, uh, for 2024 and happy holidays. 